0: What we really wanted to achieve in order was the integration of these applications. Much of the data that's used in these applications across design and planning and, and simulation and, and operating the, that infrastructure is, is siloed. What we really wanted to be able to do was leverage that same data across that, that full life cycle. And that required us to have all the data managed on a common data model and, and in a common repository and and. So the obvious choice there was to move that into a, a cloud solution.
1: Well, Welcome back to Cloud Talk. I'm your host, Jeff Diverter. Now, the voice you just heard is Rick Grunhagen, the CTO of a company called Innovise, who helps manage water treatment facilities all around the world. And you're going to hear the story today about how they went from client server and desktop into cloud native in AWS. Now, make sure you stick around to the end. I've got some information for you there. I've got some thoughts about the episode, as you might imagine, as well as the fact I want to Remind you, if you're not already a subscriber, well, now's a great time to do that while you listen to this episode of Cloud Talk. The line between application and infrastructure is virtually invisible in these modern apps. The kind of thing that a global computing fabric with immense resilience and scale
0: can deliver without even breaking the sweat. That's really what the promise of the cloud's always been. It's all focused on the business objectives, that's where we craft the plan. In the tech world, we like to celebrate the lone genius, but I'm just going to tell you right now, they're just the convenient face as founders to focus on. Welcome to Cloud Talk. Here's your host, Jeff Deverter.
1: Well, as uh, companies go through the transformation moving out to the cloud, of course, this isn't a one-time lift and shift sort of activity. Like we view the old, you know, update my Windows servers or Linux servers or move to the next version of VMware. Uh, the move to the cloud is this perpetual Opportunity for change and advancement because of the fact that there's just so much opportunity and capability that's there. Now I'm joined today by Rick Grunhagen, who's the CTO for Innovize, a, a company now just recently finally merged up with Autodesk. And uh, as I mentioned, Rick is the CTO there and has led them through this multi-year journey through a whole lot of change. And uh, and today Rick is going to help fill in the blanks on on how they went through some of that process, built the teams, and this sort of stuff. But Maybe before I give too much of that away, I want to welcome Rick to Cloud Talk. Rick, welcome to the program.
0: Yeah, thanks, Jeff. I'm very happy to be here.
1: I'm glad that you are here. Now, how many years have you been over at at Innovize now?
0: Uh, I've been with Innovize just a little more than two years now, um, All right. and uh, and joined Innovize. Um, to help them make the transition uh, of their business model to fully subscription-based business model, and and also to um, uh, to the cloud.
1: Got it. Well, let's uh, let's let's educate the listenership. Not a lot of people uh, are in the market that you are in, so let's let's tell them what Innovize does.
0: Yeah. So um, Innovize um, actually for more than. 35 years now, uh, has been really one of the global leaders in software and analytics for the water industry. Um, we have more than 6,000 customers, most of, most of which are, uh, are water utilities and consultants that support those water utilities in 60 countries. And we help them to plan, design, and analyze, simulate, and operate, and maintain uh, water infrastructure. So we kind of support them through that full life cycle um, uh, of managing their, their water assets. Um, and in March of last year, we were acquired by Autodesk for $1 billion. So that represents wow. Autodesk's deep commitment to building a more sustainable world through end-to-end water infrastructure solutions.
1: Well, that's pretty amazing, uh, Rick. And, you know, you said a few things in there that really I want to tease out just a tiny bit. You know, the first is when we think water infrastructure, the you know, I, I think of big water treatment plants. I think about big pipes carrying lots of water from one place to another. I don't necessarily think of tech, but tech really does play into the management and uh, and and planning and maintenance and forecasting to, to all of this stuff. Where, where in all of that does, does Innovize fit?
0: Um, where we fit is, um, you know, so most of the, uh, water infrastructure, um, in, in the United States alone, um, uh, was laid more than a hundred years ago and, it, and it's all still in, in use. And, you know, there's the, we have statistics, like there's a water main break every, every two minutes, wow.
1: um,
0: Pipe leaks um, cause 4.6 billion gallons of of drinking water loss every day, uh, which equates to about 1.7 trillion gallons per year um, uh, lost annually. And, you know, um, this is not just a U.S. problem. It's a global problem. Um, In Japan, the cost to rehabilitate aging assets is... Estimated to be 59 trillion yen, or about 500 billion U.S. dollars. It's a lot of dollars. It's a lot of dollars, Um, and despite the criticality of these issues, water infrastructure maintenance um, isn't you know really just expensive. It takes many years to repair and replace those water networks, Um, and um, the our utilities really needed. And this is where Innovise fits, and in, needed a much better way to manage uh, those systems and and the assets in those systems, and um, uh, it, it, that are that are currently in service, and 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 actually have to support the growing needs of their of their communities and, and support um, the the changing climate and, and all of those things. So so we we provide a platform. Um, called info 360 that's actually built in in AWS okay um, that supports those those utilities across their full set of needs um, yeah, for those assets
1: well that's a huge huge bit of work to be done now you mentioned the company's been around for 37 years you know what was the arch- architecture you just mentioned that we're now in, in AWS you want to be in a subscription based model a lot of companies wanting to make this type of a transformation but what was it before
0: yeah, in, in the past, you know, um, it, over the course of that last 30 years or so, um, Innovise developed software, uh, de- Windows desktop software, and that was largely either just a desktop application uh, for doing infrastructure design or, or for running hydraulic simulations or, or a client server infrastructure, which is a l- provided a little bit more integration. Uh, between um, different aspects of that life cycle on a common data model, but didn't didn't really provide quite the type of digital transformation that's needed today to optimize um, the use and the maintenance uh, of those assets in that water life cycle.
1: Got it. So, so when you came in a couple of a couple three years or whatever it was ago. Um, is that, is that the state that it was in? Had they begun any bit of transformation at that point? Uh,
0: they had a strategy laid out, um, uh, and had made, you know, an attempt at it. Um, (laughs) and, and, uh, really, uh, hadn't made too much progress. Um, you know, when I came in, The, the issue really was, that uh, the skill set in the team didn't match um, the needs you know of, of where the company was going and the, and the strategy. And, and, and so really we needed to, to take a step back and, and look at what skills did we need in, in order to, um, in, in order to enable us to actually deliver a platform um, in the cloud.
1: Got it. So, and, and you know, I hear that a lot. That you know, the the skill set that got you there a lot of times isn't that that skill set to carry you to the next level. Uh, it just requires, you know, it's it's new, new tooling, it's new capabilities, it's new ways of, of even thinking or addressing addressing the problem. Uh, where were you before Innovise? How did I'm, I'm curious to know more about your background to know about how you know that that process of why Innovise said, hey, Rick's the guy to make this happen.
0: Yeah. So, so I've been, I've been in uh, this industry for, I guess, about 22 years now. Um, And when I say this industry, I mean, mean in cloud software, way back, you know, to the days when, when we were still hosting in, in our own data centers. And I've, I've seen that transformation to the public cloud, um, uh, the public cloud providers that are out there, such as AWS and, and Azure. I actually spent a lot of time uh, at Microsoft um, building solutions in web search, in e-commerce, in um, uh, in uh, Azure-hosted um, solutions, hosted uh, managed services um, uh, on the Azure platform, and and then most recently, before I, I joined uh, Innovize, I was the CTO of a company named Spirian, which um, is a it is also a global leader in, um, in connected vehicle technology. And, and ah, so we, we had built a, a state-of-the-art IOT platform for, um, for use with, um, uh, with mobile and location-based, um, services to provide those to fleets and to auto dealers and, and, uh, and other customers, consumers.
1: Yeah. When we, we actually, you know, we, we were, we we got to know each other through doing some work for AWS an event they were having. And and you mentioned you sort of looked at approaching the water problem as an as an IoT problem.
0: Uh, yeah, we did. We what we what we really wanted to um, to achieve in order was the integration of these applications. So so the, the, the challenge was that um, much of the data that's used in these applications across um, design and planning and, and simulation and and uh, and, and operating that that infrastructure um, is uh, is siloed mm. and it's not only siloed by the application it's also siloed at different customer sites and and what we really wanted to be able to do was leverage that same data across that that full lifecycle yeah. um, and 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 that required us to have all the data managed on a common data model and and in a common uh, repository. And and so the obvious um, choice there was to move that into a a cloud solution. So it becomes an IoT solution just from the fact that you've got all of this data sitting on-prem in in these uh, customer environments that now has to to get moved into a common environment, And, and that is what Info three hundred and sixty helped us to achieve in AWS.
1: Got it. Now, when you when you came in, they you know, said, "Rick's the guy to help make this happen." You you come in, you you assess the the lay of the land as to what you have. What learn more about the tech that's currently in use, the people that are that are there. Did you then at that point take a take a swing at the next move, or did you realize that that some more people were going to be required, different people were going to be required, partnerships were going to be required to make it happen?
0: No, I, I I spent a lot of time uh, talking to Colby, our our CEO, and and also um, various members of of Innovize's board at the time about what they felt the needs were, and it was pretty clear from from you know those those months leading up to my joining the company that they were they were missing the the skills needed to to build um, this solution, and and so you know when i when i came in i came in sort of with a with a charter to to actually um fill that gap we had a lot of talented people here we have um um very deeply technical uh engineers who understand um uh hydraulic simulation uh, they they under understand um uh, uh really uh have really good fundamentals in in software engineering, um, but didn't have any experience in building cloud solutions. And and so that's what we set out to do once I joined the company.
1: Well, and I, you know, when, when you, when you talked, when I talked to companies and they mentioned that, you know, they're going through this transformation that they need these new people. And what do I do with my old people? You know, it's, it's easy to take a, uh, a very shallow look at it and go, oh, you're a client server person. I need somebody who's in the serverless space who can speak this language. And, uh, but, but they still bring a huge amount of value. I mean, like you mentioned, you're, you're, you're deeply technical uh, engineers bringing their knowledge of water simulation. And I'll, I'll tie that back to outside of your industry. It's just, they bring they bring that corporate knowledge that helped get the company to where they were. Now they need a little retooling, of course. They need some. Uh, they, they need to be brought up into into the new technologies that are that are being used. But but I, I just encourage folks to not necessarily throw folk throw throw groups of people out because they just need to be evolved, even if that means they move into more of a business analyst role. Because they bring that corporate knowledge, the culture, the Application history—so much of that can be lost if you're not careful, and that can be as detrimental as not having the right tooling.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I agree, and that's that's a pretty common challenge that I've seen over the years. Um, you know, the 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 thing you 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 need to do, and and this is really the the approach that I took at at Innovize is is to do it in such a way that you're bringing along the existing. Um, the existing staff with you as you, as you uh, go along on that journey right of that transformation to the cloud um and and the way we did that was really to, to bring in experts um not not to not to overshadow that team but to work with that team and and right. to help to teach them the, those skill sets we also work really really closely with um uh, with rackspace rackspace um Fill the gap for us early on by um, by actually providing some skilled uh, some people with the skill sets that we needed in in cloud engineering. Um, and 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 they they also helped. They worked right alongside of our team and helped to educate um, people. Um, we addressed a lot of it through hiring, through people, through my network and and the network of the folks that that I the key leaders that I brought in, into the company and, and also AWS, they provided us, uh, with a lot of assistance, um, in training, um, a lot of access to, through our partnership with them through a lot of access to the product teams that built a lot of the managed services that we use, such as, uh, AWS, IOT and, and SageMaker and, um, event bridge and some of the other underlying components that are used in info 360.
1: Nice. So, so when, when you started this transformation, realized that, that a lot of great talented, smart people there, you're going to bring in some help to, to come around them. You know, that, that, that creates a lot of angst, you know, people are worried about their jobs or about the future. What are we doing to the company kind of thing? How, how did you help ensure that, that there was that team approach with, with the partners that you brought in and, and with the team that, that, that you had there? How did you, uh, you know, quell some of the fears, this sort
0: of stuff? Um, yeah, well, yeah. So, um, like I said, we went, the, the Rackspace teams were, were brought in to work right alongside, and, and they worked as if they were part of our team. Um, so, so that, that helps significantly. Uh, Innovize um, has development centers across the globe, and our main development centers are in uh, in Irvine in Southern California, um, in Waterloo, Ontario, um, and in um, Wallingford and Newbury in the UK. So, so we've you know we're we're a little bit distributed, um, but through the magic of you know modern communications technology. Yeah. Um, namely zoom and Microsoft teams, <laughs> we were, <laughs> where we all uh, seem to we, live these days. Yes, we, we did, we did actually a lot of, uh, um, a lot of joint, um, meetings and we still do this today. Um, and, and, and it's, and it's not uncommon for us to have meetings where we've got people from three continents and four or five different com- companies or countries rather on the same, uh, on the same call. Um, those, those teams, um, work together, um, on, on building this technology and they've worked together to, to help, um, uh, uh, make that transition to develop of those, um, existing teams that were here to, to doing cloud development. So, so today we, we started sort of with a small, uh, SAS engineering team in Irvine. Okay. Um, that we built more or less from scratch um, uh, we then acquired a company in Waterloo Ontario that had had built a SAS AI platform for water treatment plants so uh, so we acquired some of that capability yeah particularly in data science um, and AI uh, and and then um, the, the the team in in the UK um, we 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 just um, integrated them in with these other other team members, and, and today they they they've made that transition very successfully. They actually uh, are the team that um, builds our asset management product, and in, in Info three hundred and sixty, they actually um, support um, a, a large part of our operational analytics product on Info three hundred and sixty. Um, uh, today, so I'd, I'd say we've done a, a fairly good job in, in transitioning them to cloud development.
1: Yeah, no kidding. That's it's quite impressive. How you mentioned you, you started building it from scratch in Irvine, bought some companies, grew some other areas. How big is that team today, roughly?
0: Uh, overall, we're about one hundred and thirty people today in the technology um, uh, side of the business. Yeah, uh, Innovize on a, on the whole is about two hundred and fifty.
1: Wow, that's pretty incredible when you think about the fact that a company with with that many—the percentage that is in in, on the the technical side—but I guess in a SaaS based uh, application, that's exactly where it should be. Um, Yeah,
0: we 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 still run today. We still run pretty lean, you know. So we've got we've got um, a large number of applications that um, were either building or migrating to this platform. Um, and and we run those in small teams. Uh, what AWS might call uh, two pizza teams.
1: The old two pizza teams. Every time we talk about tech, I get hungry. Um, I guess I know it's for dinner now, but I'm, <laughs> right. but I'm not sharing. Um, so, you know, you guys are using some pretty, adv- again, I'll go back to the fact, and, and, and I do talk about you guys when I talk to customers and, because uh, you are a public reference for Rackspace, um, because I love the dichotomy between wastewater treatment and management and high tech. And you're talking about some pretty high tech stuff here. Whether it's you know the the data science and AI team that you bought, whether it's um, you know you mentioned you know one of the areas is around digital twins and how you simulate some of this stuff. Talk a little bit about about what you guys have built there because it's it's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, we've sort of coined the term "dynamic digital twin" here at Innovize, and and really what that means is is that we we gather and unify all of the asset information. So we we've got an asset model that is or an asset twin, as you will, that's that's built on on MongoDB and hosted in AWS. Um, and then uh, we connect, and this is the dynamic part of it. We connect real time. Um, and historical performance data. And this is all telemetry coming off of sensors in physical infrastructure. Uh, and we connect that in, into um, our applications in the cloud through a common data model. We use uh, that real-time monitoring to discover and visualize new insights within the context of where our, our various user personas um, uh, work. And and how they work, and and then we use the AI component of that to help predict future performance and assess uh, risk probabilities um, using um, using those AI models, and 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 to a certain extent the the computational models that we have yeah. you know developed and it's been our bread and butter over the last thirty years or so.
1: Yeah, the historical um, data that you've got in this environment is is got to be just gold for you. Um, just having all of that to then apply all the latest and greatest in machine learning to, to be able to create those predictive outcomes. You know, we, we think about predictive outcomes based on a data set. I I love this around digital twins because or in your case, dynamic digital twins, because it allows you to play. What if with infrastructure, Uh, what if this pipe breaks, what if the water flows at this amount, what if there's a blockage, what if, what if, and um, you know, we talked before you know, you get to you know these these water operators are now able to use these this tooling in play. What if with their infrastructure to create then a a a maintenance model? Maintenance model sounds boring, but a maintenance model that drives that drives the the financial forecasting and budgeting for the following year on what they need to work on. I mean, ultimately to help keep water pipes and and water treatment from breaking. I mean, those are. You know, it's expensive when it's not planned. It's embarrassing when it's not planned. It's, it never happens in the middle of the day. It always happens in the middle of the night. So nobody's happy about that. So being able to do that in the digital realm to create then that schedule and, and cost forecasting has is, is got to be invaluable to these operators.
0: Yes, it is. It, it, it takes them from a position of, of reacting when things happen, you know, when the water main breaks in the street, sending crews out. To, to really understanding what their risk profile is and being able to prioritize and address issues ahead of time so before that water main breaks they they can they can assess you know and predict when that may happen and they can prioritize it for a work crew to go and address that on a um, on a proactive basis
1: amazing now because you're a customer I know this answer you know when when you first started you, you used uh, Rackspace. At this point, it's Annika Before we had acquired them, um, to Brian, by and large, do the work, but work with your team and and the historical knowledge and the engineering knowledge that they have. Now you've built up this great global team, multinational team, and I know, of course, that you're still a customer. You still use partners to help solve for them these things. Where do partners play a role in the in in your current and in your future? Um, now that you've got this great team.
0: Yeah. Par- partners still help to augment our team. Um, and uh, in, in, in terms of development of, of, a- of our applications and our platform, it helps to augment and accelerate our roadmap. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a certain, when you think about the state of water assets globally today, there's a certain sense of urgency around building solutions.
1: Yeah. Uh, for with those. being a hundred um, years old, I had no idea.
0: Yeah, some of, them, some of them older than that um, and, are, and are still in use. And, and um, you know, that, that's underscored, of course, by the, the Infrastructure um, Act now that's in place in the U.S. that will mm-hmm. provide funding for some of that and, and that sort of thing. So this, this really is critical infrastructure, um, and, and it's really needed to serve the needs of the human population on, uh, across the globe. So it's really important there. So, so partnership helps in terms of be, us being able to move this forward more, more quickly. Um, it also um, helps, you know, we have, we have partnerships to help to build an ecosystem, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we really want Info360 to become a hub for water infrastructure management. Um, we've partnered very closely with uh, Amazon uh, web services and in the power and utility uh, group um, on the business side to, to help um, further that that goal uh, and they've been a, a great partner for us thus far um, we we also have other partners such as ESRI that um, we partner with um, to uh uh, so, so that we're integrated with um, the environments where our customers actually have their asset information stored yeah. um, and 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 that's used for other purposes around the world and 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 we'll continue to do that. We'll continue integrating with workflow partners and and other and and hardware partners and and others um, to help to augment that ecosystem.
1: I love the fact that you know you guys centered in on AWS, but then not just as a consumer but as a partner. In um, in helping utilize them to to get the the message out, but let's talk about that for a second. You know, there's a lot of talk these days. Do I go multi-cloud? Do I go single-cloud? You guys are all in an AWS. Tell me about that thought process.
0: Well, it, first of all, it's it's really really tough to be uh, quote unquote cloud agnostic, yeah. um, and and it's becoming harder um, to do that. When you, when you think about the number of managed services that are available to you in AWS or, or in Azure or GCP for that matter. So you, know, you, you have to, if you wanna move quickly, you have to be able to focus your resources on, on the things that are differentiating for your business and not to spend time building the basic fabric that's needed to provide those services. Um, And and so we we chose AWS um, for, uh, you know, a couple of reasons. Um, Much of my team has lots of experience building um, uh, SaaS uh, solutions on AWS specifically. Um, uh, AWS was already um, a partner uh, of ours um, through our acquisition of of, uh, Imagine, which is the Waterloo, Ontario startup that we acquired. Yeah. Um, and, and they had a strong uh, technical partnership with, with them there. Um, and, and AWS was, was actually um, very proactive in reaching out um, in, from their power and utilities team to say they wanted to do more with us. Hmm. Um, and, and so it, it, it's just one of those things, you know, that just kind of flowed from... Um, just worked from day one. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's continued, continued to, to work that way, you know, as we get more deeply engaged with them.
1: Well, you know, Rick. One of the everybody gets excited about some of the latest and greatest tech, and and you know, as technologists, it's fun to to look there. Um, Yeah, but some of that you sort of have to keep in the uh, in the research lab. You sort of have to, you know, get just a couple of folks who are dabbling and failing and succeeding to figure out where it fits in next. You know we we start talking about things like you know the dynamic digital twins and the data science and all the ai stuff that you're using what is what's coming down the road from a technology perspective or features inside of aws that that, that kind of gets you excited i wonder you have know, does blockchain fit into this i i'm just curious what what's what's on the road roadmap or at least on the exploratory map
0: um we uh yeah so we work really closely with the sage maker team at aws I, I think that this is really one of the big areas where we're pushing the bleeding edge um is on uh is with is with our ml and and i and i often like to say that you know um uh building ai solutions for water treatment is is not at all unlike um building AI solutions for autonomous vehicles, you know, and, and it's because the environments are dynamic and they're, and they're always different. Every plant looks different and it looks different, you know, from minute to minute, every day of every month of the year, you know, there's a certain amount of seasonality there, but, uh, but, you know, things do happen, you know, freak (laughs) storms and, and increasingly, you know, more, um, intense storms and, and, things like that, that, uh, you know that our AI models need to respond to, um, and and uh, you know working with the the SageMaker team has has really helped them to to understand some of the needs um, for people like us yeah. um, in in building these really complex um, models and solving some of these uh, some some of the problems like these deep learning problems that we have with water treatment. Um, you know, because when we model a water treatment plant, it's not a model. It's, it can be tens or, or hundreds of models um, wow. it, uh, built, put together in a graph. And, and that's really hard, hard to manage. I think the things that AWS could provide in the future, and I, I know that some of these they're working on are um, s- support for uh, different types of algorithms, um, you know, forecasting and, and things like that, they, that are useful, um, in um, in water treatment solutions for forecasting demand and um, and that sort of thing but are also useful in other industrial applications sure. as well as and and as well as just just managing those graphs of models in an ml ops workflow you know and we've built our own solution um, working together with Rackspace on that for for doing that I, I think, that's one area where, or maybe where AWS is is playing catch up to what we've already already done. But they, but at the same time, they've worked actually right alongside of us and are very yeah. much aware of of what we've been able to accomplish there.
1: So, uh, so building on top of uh, the environment in ways that doesn't necessarily support, but inside of the guardrails to make sure that that you don't kind of get off the rails a little
0: bit. Yeah, I, I think the second area too. Uh, Jeff is is just in in capturing the data from the on premise environments and, mm. and from the physical environment itself. Uh, AWS's IoT solution um, has thousands of customers on it today. It's very secure, yeah. um, but it's still evolving. And 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 you know we we've been working closely with them to just just to share our needs in terms of the reliability and failover capabilities that we need. Um, to, ex, you know, to extend to the on-premise environment in order to ensure the reliability of these platforms.
1: You know, I uh, I did an interview, it will come out actually before this one uh, with Rob Rastovich and he, uh, he and, and a couple of folks were, they're were trying to build this really interesting um, ingestion point for getting data into Salesforce actually. And so they were, uh, there was they, they viewed it as an IoT problem they built, but, but, to be able to, you know, get what they needed to do, somebody had said, "Hey, you've got to prove a, you know, two million connections over the course of forty eight hours." And so they spun up all this infrastructure and all this tooling inside of AWS. And like twenty minutes later, AWS calls and says, uh, "Whatever you're doing, stop it," because uh, they were ta- you're taking AWS down. Uh, they ultimately ended up buying that, and that became the foundation for um, for their IoT offering. Of course, it's evolved since then. This is back in the 2011-2012 timeline. But uh, really interesting story about how that all came to be. Uh, and, and they bought the company they uh, and gave them back the customers because they just wanted the tech so that they could implement and get to market faster with their IoT offering. Yeah. Uh, well, Rick, this has been really interesting. The stuff that you guys are solving for uh, is... Um, should be very inspirational to the world in the fact that it doesn't matter what the industry is, even in something uh, where you're moving you know, water from one point to another, uh, technology absolutely cannot just be a benefit, but it can be a game changer in the ability to operate, in the ability to manage, in the ability to forecast. And uh, what you guys are doing is, is super interesting over there. Thanks, John. You bet. And appreciate you being on the program today.
0: This has been Cloud Talk. You can find Cloud Talk wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And be sure to check out more content from Rackspace Solve at solve.rackspace.com.
1: Could you imagine solving problems like what they're doing over at Innovise, helping the world to be more sustainable, more efficient? Imagine all of the the, the water infrastructure around the world was put down 100 years ago, still being used today. Boy, there's opportunity for fixing it up and doing it in a digital way. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not already a subscriber, I sure hope that you will become one. You get to hear great content like this one on a weekly basis, as well as getting the audio feed from the live events that we do on Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Have you been a part of those? I'd love for you to come hang out with us over on LinkedIn. You actually get to be a part of the conversation. You know who's been a part of the conversation is our good friends over at AppDynamics. They are our sponsor here at Cloud Talk and our whole Solve program. And I tell you, what they are doing for the cloud-native world around software observability is nothing short than amazing. And if you're moving your environment out into the cloud, software observability all the way through the lifecycle is so important. Go check them out at appdynamics.com. All right, folks, that's it for this week. And uh, we're back next week with another amazing episode. And until then, well, this is Jeff Deverter, your host for Cloud Talk. Hope to see you on one of those live events. Have a great day.